Blog Talk Radio. and you're listening to Live Without Limits. Today we're going to talk about how to come up with startup business ideas for the digital age. And today we're living in what's known as the digital age, which means that it's the information overload way of doing things. Your ideas don't have to completely be original They just need to be better than what's available already because everything today is online and how you market incorporates the digital era and understanding that is how you are going to be able to grow your online business and make it what you want it to be. There are so many ways to look at the digital era but you need to look at it as a way of building your business online because technology influences how we do business today. Every ambitious entrepreneur has a major objective, and that objective is for their startup business idea to become the next big thing. It may be hard to imagine, but Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg were once in the same position as most business owners today. So, coming up with an idea for your startup business should be approached with the same dedication as every other job-related task. The idea probably won't come to you in the middle of the night or even standing in the grocery line at the supermarket. Although it's a nice sentiment, the idea generation takes organization, research, and planning. So here's how to get started. And remember, this is something that I have come up and come across as many questions on Quora about digital marketing and is it dead or how to take and and, and build a digital agency. So understanding why it's so important. Remember, just like the industrial age died and before the digital age, technology influences and causes changes and it's constantly, rapidly moving forward at a rapid rate. So where is the best startup ideas come from? What are the strengths of technology? It's the digital era. It's focused on simplifying your life. The internet takes center stage and helping customers meet their needs, whether big or small. It can also be our biggest source of inspiration. Start by reading about successful startup business ideas 
many entrepreneurs share their stories, offering tactical advice that startups can take in their own idea generation. Take note what is worth and what hasn't. And before I actually get into that, what I'm going to do is talk about how industries across the board has changed. And what I'm going to do is tell, really talk about the professional speaking industry because that and being a trainer is exactly where my strengths are. And I can remember when I first went to Toastmasters and started with the National Speakers Association that these speakers were keynote speakers and they were represented or became distributors with companies like Performance, a personal dynamic institute, where they actually use these products to put on seminars. And they went to work with these training companies that they would have to go interview with and stand in front and actually give a presentation. And if they were hired, they were initially told they would work 10 days out of a month, but it usually turned out to be 15 or 20. And what that meant is that you were really on the road because you did one day stands in each city so that what would happen is and on Sunday night, you would fly into the first city. Then you would have to be up at 7 in the morning to make sure or be in the room at 7 in the morning to make sure that you had your microphone working right, that you had all of your books and materials there lined up and set up at the back of the room, and you had to make sure that your equipment was working right. After the eight-hour class, then you had to break the room down in that whatever materials were left over, you had to see that they were packed up and shipped back to the company. Then, when all of that was done, you got in your car and you traveled to the next city. And then after Friday evening and spending from 7 in the morning and sometimes to 10 or 11 o'clock at night getting to your next destination, then you flew home. And you would do this every week, except maybe one week out of the year or possibly even two weeks if you were lucky. But here's the kicker. You were guaranteed only $250 per day. Then you had to be very good at standing at the front of the room and selling whatever was at the back of the room because you made a percentage off of the total sales. So if you wanted to make $500 a day, you had to sell enough audio programs and books, whatever, from the front of the room to get people to purchase them because if they purchased a minimum of anywhere from $250 to $500 worth of product, then it would be easy to make $500 a day. 
And if you figured that $500 a day for five days, that came out to $2,500 per week. But you really, when you look down at all the hours you put in, because if you figure that you're spending from 7 in the morning to anywhere till 9, 10 o'clock at night, going from getting your presentation done or setting it up, doing the actual presentation, and then traveling to the next city, you put all that time in and you broke it down, you were probably not making more than 10 or $15 per hour. So it was really a grueling job to do. But today, with technology and certain platforms like Zoom or Screenomatic, then you could actually create your own programs from home, upload them to YouTube, or set up a register with, with companies like Udemy or Skillshare where you had your product up there and it was passive income because once it was up there and it's digitalized, then when someone listened to your product or was willing to take your course and pay for it, then you got actually passive income. And if you take and set up a membership site where you can actually put all your audios, all your videos, and sell them as a membership, then you're getting paid monthly for people to come back and keep listening to your programs. And I can tell you that there are people who really don't have much more than a high school education that have figured out how to do this business. It actually charged $2,500 for packages of, of courses that can easily make $100,000 a year or more and also set up affiliate programs where the members who are actually on their sites can help promote it and help them sell their products and earn even more money. The best ideas come from identifying problems. For Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak, the problem was an expensive computer. They recognized the gap and built Apple One, then two, and then so on. For entrepreneurs today, brainstorming is a targeted exercise that takes as much creativity as it does concept. And the thing you need to do is focus on the trends in the areas that you're interested in. As a potential startup business owner, you have likely developed a niche based on prior experience, future potential, or both. Take the time to learn the ins and outs of that particular niche so that you develop your passion. This is the biggest thing that a lot of people don't understand. And I've seen questions on Quora where they'll ask, what's the highest paid affiliate? Well, it can be the highest paid affiliate, 
But if it's something that you're not even interested in or have no interest whatsoever in marketing, then even if you become an affiliate with that company, it doesn't mean you're going to make money. But if it is something that you truly, truly already have an interest in to begin with, then it doesn't matter even if it's the lowest paid commission, you can earn a lot of money because you're there and you're really talking to people about it and you really get excited about it. When you get excited about it, that's what sells your product to begin with. So understanding all of that can help you determine what it is that you truly enjoy doing and really want to be selling. This is why you need to focus on the trends in the areas that you're interested in. As a potential startup business owner, you have likely developed a niche based on prior experience, future potential, or both. Take the time to learn the ins and outs of that particular niche so that you can develop your passion. Flesh out your network. Think about the last time that you were in a collaborative lead generating meeting. If everyone came to the table prepared with ideas, you'd likely walk away with at least one visible opportunity. Go to as many business networking events as you can. The more you talk, the like-minded entrepreneurs, the more likely you are to hear about their pain points. That's also a strong likelihood that you could find a potential partner to take on the startup business idea adventure. Now, let's flesh this out. When you're at networking events and you're talking to people and you find their pain points and you have something that can solve their problem and help take away their pain, then that's where you know you have something that you can really sell. And you know what? That once they, their pain has been taken away, they become your testimonials for your product. And that's how you recognize and understand just how you have the potential to make millions of dollars because if, and remember this, everything you do today is not just lead generating, it's also building a relationship with those customers because you want them to become your repeat customers. It's not about always getting new business as much as taking something you already have and repurposing it and creating more courses out of it, more detailed courses, and that way you are able to get them to become your customers even faster. 
how to ask yourself the right questions. Sometimes launching a startup business idea involves taking a risk, but there are questions you can ask to prepare and see if your idea has what it takes to get some traction. What is your skill set? Are you good at sales and marketing? Do you have strong writing skills? If so, you may consider starting a side hustle by consulting with other startups on their marketing efforts. Think about pairing up with other compatible entrepreneurs. Also consider starting a blog or developing a website to market your skills. This is where we truly need to understand how the skills we have can always be outsourced. There are freelance sites that you can go on where you can promote what you do. You can even go on Fiverr. The idea is to understand how to become your own agency and how to market yourself to others who need your skills. What's missing out there? Whether it's in your personal life or professional, this is one of the most important considerations focused for a new idea. While you may think that an idea has great potential, does anyone need it? Think about the gaps that you see in your life. If you have experience working in certain fields, what tool or service would have made your life easier? When you understand that gap and how to fill it, then you are creating a business for yourself. What service can a small company offer over a large competitor? Small business owners have a lot of success in forming relationships with their clients. The personal touch can make a big difference, especially when you're working in your local community. If you're thinking about working for events, that face-to-face -face contact is crucial. Think about the questions that investors might ask you. If your startup business idea gets to that level, what sets your idea apart? Do you have a plan for growth? What kind of help are you looking for? Thinking this through early on can help you to determine if your idea has potential. I think this is the biggest thing that some people truly need to understand because they will think they're looking for ways to raise money to start a business, but they don't have a business plan and they don't know exactly who that customer base is. And I can tell you this story that I'm actually involved in a group called Peers on Demand. And we had someone that came on and he had this really great idea of creating an app that 
all the local stores would be a part of and when the customers would download the app and pay a monthly fee to go on the on the app and order products and have it delivered so they didn't have to go to the store. They were just looking at, well, they did a market research on certain areas and they figured out that they had 4,000 people in that area. But just because you had 4,000 people in that area and 4,000 people or 5,000 people in several other different areas, that didn't mean that they would become your customers because there were a lot of variables. So you really need to be able to niche it down to figure out who your target market really is because once you've done that, then you have a way of knowing exactly who your customer is and how you can build that business. The best startup business ideas are simple. Whether you're looking for an idea to your full-time passion project or just a side gig, it's best to start small. Think about some ideas in your life where you could fill a gap. While it may seem like a challenge, coming up with a startup business idea is only the first part of the very long equation. Attempting to turn that idea into reality is where many entrepreneurs meet major roadblocks. Think about how many seemingly successful startups fail to find funding on popular shows like Shark Tank. In the vast majority of cases, these businesses are well past the idea stage. The harsh reality is that nine out of 10 startups will fail. However, taking the time to develop many strong ideas can help you start to filter what is potential to turn into a true business and what's better left on the cutting room floor. Companies are like people, and we grow up, and our own experiences shape, literally shape, the wiring inside of our brains as our neurons form and as we grow into adulthood. And that gives us skills and intuition and ability to seize the opportunities and examine things, but it also blinds us to a lot of things around us. So if your company grew up in a completely different analog era, that's how you grew and how you established your distribution changed and how you built your brand and how you learned who your customers were and you learned how to make money. Then you are now operating in a completely different environment. That's the kicker. How are you going to adapt your business to where you are today and how you, you are going to take those skills and put them exactly where you want them to be, whether it's today, tomorrow, or the future. But understanding this is how you are going to adapt your business. So if your company 
grew up in a completely different analog era, that's how you grew and how you established your distribution chains. The hardest part is to identify those assumptions in your strategic thinking. How do you learn to adapt and evolve business in a way that we're going to continue to grow in the digital age in an economy that is so characterized and transformed by the successive waves of digital technologies. Now that the challenge has, is fundamentally different, what I would call it digital transformation from starting a new business to say we have a company that already exists and we need to transform. We need to figure out how do we move into the next future. Remember, it's not about what technology you're using and how you deploy it, it and all those sort of aspects. The hard part is actually about strategy, about leadership, and about new ways of thinking. We look at this by looking at five broad domains of strategy to rethink customers, to rethink competition, to rethink data, innovation, and value. What is your value to the marketplace? If you can use these as a way to understand how the strategy rulebook for every business is changing in the digital era and what we're playing by rules we don't even realize we've learned. We've absorbed them and that is shaping every business decision that we make. If we can learn to step back and relearn some of that thinking, any business can start to identify opportunities for growth and new value creation that are going to move them beyond what they've done in the past and lead them into the next stage of digital growth. Today, digital technology is all the rage because after decades of development, it is it has become incredibly useful. Still, if you look closely, you can already see the contours of its inevitable descent into the, the Monday. We need to start preparing for a new era of innovation in which different technologies, such as geometrics, material science, and robotics rise to the fore. To understand what's happening, it helps to look at earlier technologies. The rise of electricity, for example, began in the early 1830s when Michael Faraday invented the electric dynamo and motor. Still, it wasn't until 50 years later that Edison opened his first power plant. And then 40 years after that, that during the 1920s, electricity began to have a measurable impact on productivity. 
Every technology follows a similar path of discovery, engineering, and transformation. In the case of electricity, Faraday uncovered new principles that no one really knew how to make them useful. The first had to be understood well enough that people such as Edison, Westinghouse, and Tesla could figure out how to make things that people would be willing to buy. Our world has been thoroughly transformed by digital technology. It would be hard to explain to someone looking at the IBM mainframe back in the 1960s that someday similar machines would replace books and newspapers, give us recommendations on where to eat and directions for how to get there and even talk to us. But today, these things become matters of everyday habit. And yet, today, there are several reasons to believe that the twilight of the digital era is upon us. Importantly, I'm not arguing about that we'll stop using digital technology. After all, we still use heavy industry. We just no longer refer to ourselves as being in the industrial age. So that as you can see, this is what we're talking about. And remember, you can go to my website, and that website is the number one personalcareercoach.com, where you can sign up for both individual and group coaching, and we can sit down with you and help you put together a mission statement on how you are going to build your business and help you understand how to use the digital age and the digital products to build your business.